the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. It is uh, Thursday, getting closer and closer to Friday. Friday, Friday. Do you think Thursday feels bad uh, because we talk so much about Friday being closer? And it's almost like Thursday's overlooked. Yeah, he's uh, Thursday's probably a little jealous, I would think. Kind of like a middle child, you know. He always gets forgotten. Has anyone ever named their child uh, Thursday or Friday? Um, I know Tuesday. I've never met a Thursday. Tuesday. Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, I've heard, but not a Thursday. Hey, if you know uh, someone or some folks... Call Shamso, 404-995-7300. Just don't name them Monday. I mean, that's just setting them up for failure right there. <laughs> Nobody invites Monday to the party. Nobody wants Monday around. Mondays never find true love. They're single and die alone. <laughs> Surrounded by cats. <laughs> How does that brighten up your Thursday? Oh, boy. Poor Monday. Last night. Uh, I usually try to visit dad, walk down, uh, downstairs to the apartment and he's usually watching either watching TV or cooking or, Mm -hmm. or eating, depending on the time that I, I go down last night, he was sitting in his chair and, uh, we were, he's always got the news on and he loves, uh, WSB. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he just has it going on. So we're chatting and kind of half you know, paying attention to news here and there. And sometimes they'll do a story and he'll pipe up about something and, you know, we'll talk about it or whatever, but it's just, it's fun to spend time with, with dad. And I've learned so much over the last five years, some stuff I, I didn't really want to (laughs) know, but TMI dad, but anyway, I'm glad he's open enough to share those things. So we're sitting there talking all of a sudden, Taylor Scott, of 104.7 the fish pops hey, we up. know her yes it seems like we've known her for eight thousand years yes we've known her a long time long dan time. probably about 20 years 22 mm-hmm. years me about 18 yep a sweet young lady always been always love her to has, death. has been sweet she pops up and she's doing a zero res commercial is she really a television commercial. I've never. I know she does the the radio zero res spots. Yeah, or commercials. But I've never seen her on. A, maybe you have. I've never seen her on a television spot that I can remember. I have not. So she's there. There's two of them that they rotate, and it's about there's two Taylors. <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn Taylor's husband goes, "No, one is one. enough. <laughs> one is is enough." What a sweet guy, too. Uh, yeah. He never ages. I've known him for 18 years. He looks the same to me. Yeah, he's like Benjamin Button. I think he's reversing. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's 
does he have like Viking blood in him or Norwegian blood in him or something? Because yeah, they... uh, yeah, he's got to. I mean, yeah. he's got horns grown out of his head. So <laughs> <laughs> and not the devil kind; it's the, no, no. the Viking kind. He doesn't seem to me to be an aggressive man. He's very smart. He's very he's very kind, mm-hmm. but um, he he doesn't have a wrinkle at all. Uh, yeah. but I think I don't know how that, he does it, but it's that Viking, uh, it what Norway that's, is that Norwegian? I guess. Yeah. Was. And they just, I guess they never go out in the sun, so they don't ever wrinkle or anything. So that's true. That's true. Anyway, good on him. But so she's there doing the, the zero res commercial and there, there are two of them. They're rotating. Yeah. And it's, it's peak time. It's after five, it's between five and six, which is one of the peak times for television news. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dad. Uh, and I like to do this. If Dan's on television, uh, we've had uh, guys that we've worked with before. They pop up on television. I'll take a screenshot and send it to him. Say, hey, you know, we're sitting here and watching the news or watching a show. And you popped up. Uh, wow. So proud of you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I did that for for Taylor because I'd never seen that before. So I sent it to her. and She's very kind, as always. And dad says, uh Dad says, while we're there, he goes, oh, she works at the at the radio station. And dad doesn't have a clue. You know, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't listen to uh, he, he listens to uh, satellite radio. He hasn't listened to uh, terrestrial radio in 100 years, probably. Thanks, dad, for uh, for supporting us. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes. Uh, wow. And she makes money on those commercials. Uh, she ought to buy herself a pair of pants. They've got holes in them. <laughs> it's like dad. dad. Dad, that's the look. Dad, come on. That's what are you? Eighty six. <laughs> that's the wow. style. It's it's. I mean, I have pants that have holes in them because they were. I bought them that way. Yeah. But she yeah. had a pair of jeans, and that had a had a hole in them. It was the cool look. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> needs to buy a pair of pants that uh, doesn't have holes in them. Hey, Dad, of all the things of that commercial that you could pick out, <laughs> you picked out the fact that she had a hole in her pants. Well, just don't tell Taylor that because then she'll. Oh, yeah, she would it. be. Yeah, but she she looked fine. So yeah, so proud of her. I just thought that was funny. Hey, yesterday we found out that. Tom Brady is retiring again. Yeah, sure he is. That's what he always says. It's like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> never going to retire. <laughs> Which I tell this story. I don't know if I've ever told this story here. I don't know if I've ever told you the story. When I was, uh, I think it was either 21 or 22. Um, I think it was 21. And it was 1981. And the Stones were on their final tour, 1981 final tour. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I was living in uh, Mississippi and New Orleans was, uh, I guess, about an hour and change drive or so. So I thought I would go take my Jeep down. A buddy and I, a guy that used to work at the radio station with me, we went down, worked at a rock station, went down. We were going to go. Got to Slidell, Mississippi, which is on this side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. across the Pontchartrain to New Orleans. And my Jeep breaks down. Oh, no. At Slidell. 
And so the guy that was with me, I actually gave him the ticket. I thought I spent a lot of money. Well, back then, $25 a ticket to the Rolling Stones, which was a lot of money to me in 1981. Yeah. Uh, I stayed with my Jeep at the service station there. And my parents actually were, they lived in another state. They were actually visiting and they were in Laurel, Mississippi. And so dad brought his pickup truck down. We towed it back. But the guy I was with went on and hitchhiked into, oh, what a, what a cough that is. Uh, hitchhiked into uh, New Orleans to see the, the Rolling Stones. We thought it was their final tour, but here we are in 2023 and they're still Dragging still. their bones on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody drag Mick out. It's time to sing. You know, I don't even know. I don't know if I've ever checked the prices of 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 Stones tickets in twenty. You know, the I'm sure they're in the two hundreds, three hundreds range. I'm sure they're not cheap. I'm just too old to spend that kind of money anymore. Yeah. Uh, my oldest son Caleb has bought a few tickets for us to go see some bands that we both enjoy. And, um, uh, I think if you pay, uh, over a hundred dollars or even, I mean, he paid, let's see, what did he pay? I think he paid about 80 to a hundred dollars on a couple of them yeah. to, for us to go see. And I'm thinking, yeah, I wouldn't pay that myself. I, I think most bands I'd rather just spend that much on a CD. I mean, you don't even have to buy the CD anymore. I just yeah. have it on Spotify and save that money. That or watch them. I mean, they've got probably have a video somewhere. You can watch yeah. YouTube and see, some of them are, are whatever, but it's just crazy. Anyway, how do we get there? Tom Brady retires again. What? Again? Oh, this is what I heard. Uh, and maybe you know or maybe you don't know, Dan. He is mm-hmm. is going to be a Fox commentator, a Fox sports commentator. That, that doesn't surprise that, me. That's, that yeah. seems to be where all former quarterbacks go is, is in the broadcast booth. I saw the little clip. He did it on a beach. They, they, they weren't sure where, if it was Miami or if it was in Tampa Bay near where he used to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just did a little quick thing that he's retiring and, and he said he wouldn't draw it out because he, he did all that last year. Yeah. And still played. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know how we got there. Cause you said what again, just like the stones retiring or something. <laughs> I forget what you said. Something the stones, like the Eagles. I mean, how many, how many bands have retired and, and come back again? They just keep on. Keeping on. All right. In a survey of at least a thousand adults, what do you think the most important problem facing the country is? 21%, the top percentage said the government. The government has some problems, but it ain't all the problems. Come on. Uh, Yeah. Not not all of them, but it's a good, it's a good portion of them. Inflation, immigration, economy, unifying the country. I'm surprised the economy wasn't higher than that. I would have thought. The economy would be two or one. Yeah, although I I, get, I think economy and inflation kind of go hand in hand. So I'm not trying to be Pete pessimistic here, but if you read the Bible, it doesn't get any better, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't no, care. It how, gets worse from here. I don't care how many Christians you put in the government; it's still going to get worse. That's what the Bible says. Now, mm-hmm. if I don't believe the Bible, I, I look for everything to be, you know, just sunny and paisley and. Yeah. It, it to turn out but that doesn't mean that we don't you know get involved in government try to help folks but it, government ain't ain't gonna fix it it ain't gonna do it it hadn't done it in how many 200 and some some years yeah how many years has it been 1776 to now new math would be 
Anyway. All right. Hey, check out our website, faithtalkatlanta.com. Uh, you can hear our podcast, uh, The Rick and Dan. Well, we wanted it to be called The Rick and Dan Show, but it, it just didn't. That was like, they eh, that's, eh, it doesn't have a ring to it. And so they decided to call it Faith Talk Live, and uh, and so it is. And so it and has so for the last seven years. So anyway, if you'd like to hear our uh, show and you missed it, uh, say, ah, I missed the show today. Check it out on podcast. Or if you want to hear it again, go to faithtalkatlanta.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey, howdy, hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. What a really great day it is, because you're right there listening to us. Thank you very Aww, much for being a part Thanks. Of oh, you weren't talking about me. You no, were. I was talking to you. Okay. you. You have to be here. I have to be here. That's you're right. part of the Faith Talk Atlanta family. Thank you so much. By the way, you can hear Dan and I on podcasts. If you miss a Faith Talk Live or you'd just like to hear it again, go to faithtalkatlanta.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I thought I'd do something here in this segment read some headlines and when i read these headlines i love hearing what dan has to say about them because he usually has something sometimes most of the time a little star- sarcastic which is fine me with, never come on fine with me that's one of the reasons why i like dan radcliffe uh and we've known each other for 18 years yeah. uh it's not just because we've gone next door to get coffee at starbucks when we're downtown every single day of our life yep but uh for the last 18 years but uh Anyway, so here we go. Here's the headlines. Company offers $1,000 to eat cheese before bed. Why? <laughs> what is it a cheese company that's offering this? Or? Yeah, it's a cheese company. Eat cheese why before, why bed. before bed? I don't know, but I wrote this underneath. And you get another $500 if you cut the cheese before ah! <laughs> <laughs> if you cut the cheese in bed, even better. <laughs> oh, Dan. Dan's oh, laughed boy. at my jokes for 18 years now. Thank you, Dan. I love cutting I get cheese my, in bed. I get more response from Dan than than than, than I do at home anymore. I, I, get I can't the, do the cricket sound effect, so you get a laugh. Oh, Dad. Eye rolling <laughs> and yeah. the... Uh, a wild yeah. turkey terrorizes mobile home community attacking residents. Wild turkey. Hey, they'll do that. Chickens and turkeys and fowl act foul. Why do you think they're called foul? That's why. <laughs> they're just foul birds. In fact, yeah. when Donna was a little girl, she was, uh, are they, is it called flogged? Where they take and they, they get you with their, 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 their uh, feet. And they, they, uh, they I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I've heard that before. That's what I call it. Yeah. I used to go, my grandmother had, uh, she lived out in the country in Pennsylvania and she had, um, she had chickens. She had like a handful of chickens and they stayed in their coop mostly. And then every day you'd go out and get the eggs. Well, when I would visit one summer, I went to visit and I, and I was in charge of going out to getting the eggs. Well, it was okay getting the eggs until one day one of the hens didn't like me in there pulling an egg from where she was sitting. Hmm. And she was ugly about it. And from that day, I 
was was <laughs> I wouldn't go back out there. <laughs> I don't blame no, you. No eggs today, Grandma. <laughs> That's funny. They've been giving eggs since 1936. That's was it because you tried to pull it out while she was still laying it, and it just uh, she didn't like that. (laughs) That would be painful. There's an egg. (laughs) I don't know. She just didn't like me in there. So interesting. Dollar stores now the fastest growing food retailers as Americans tighten their budgets. Dollar stores. Do dollar stores sell like regular food? I mean, yes. I, I don't ever go to dollar stores. Yeah, we we go. We don't usually buy food there, but they, yeah, they have food. Okay. But everything's not a dollar anymore. No. Which, you know, that's just false advertising now that they still call themselves dollar fill in the blank. Yeah. And it's not a dollar. Should it be dollars store? Um. Yeah, or maybe around a dollar store or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Not a dollar anymore store. Between five and ten. It's just like we we used to be not the Rick and Dan show. It should be not <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> hey, they used to have five and tens. Even when I was a kid, they had five and tens, but they weren't really five and tens anymore. Five yeah. and ten cents. It was way beyond that. But they left the. Maybe it was a little a sense of, na- sa- of nostalgia, nostalgia yeah. or was it deception? Well, and that's what they could call them now is five and 10 because everything's five or $10 now. So just call them that. There you go. Yeah. A woman terrorized coffee shop with a sword. She did that at a coffee shop in New Jersey. No doubt because they misspelled her name. Mm, yeah, that's what happens. You got to be careful. Joshua works at uh at a coffee shop, a famous yeah. one starts with an S and ends with a bizzle star. Yes. Bizzle. Yes, he does. He works. Does he do, does he do everything there? I mean, is he like a barista? Cause you've got to do everything, don't you? Yep. Yeah. He baristas and he works barista. the drive through and works the counter and does everything. Dan and I visit the, the star bizzle next to the station when we're there uh, once or twice a week. And they, uh, and the one guy that's been there, uh, he's been there forever, forever. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he's a he knows us by name. We know him. And but you know some of the other guys they'll come and go because they go to college or do whatever they do. But they've gotten a guy. This one guy, and at least every time we we're there, he's dressed like a mime, except for there's no <laughs> mime paint on his face. But he's got the French little what beret on yeah, his the head? black and white striped right? shirt. Yeah. So. And, and well, I've looked at his name tag. It doesn't say Marcel. <laughs> so I don't know about that, but anyway, and he, yeah. now he doesn't write, they don't, I, of course I don't get a specialty coffee. You don't usually either. No, I just get so regular coffee. They only put your name on there when you, when you get a specialty coffee. Yes. That's, that's when you know you're special when they write your name on the cup. 101 year old woman reveals her secret to longevity, dancing every day. Hmm. I think I'll have to live a little shorter because I'm just not good at dancing. You know, we've gone to, I don't know how many adult, adult birthday parties. I guess you got to be careful how you say that. Yeah. <laughs> what constitute an adult <laughs> birthday party, Rick? <laughs> People over a certain age. Oh, I see. Okay. 
but the women love to dance. There's always a dancing time and they love to dance and they'll play like old 80 stuff and 70 stuff or what 90 stuff, whatever, depending on the age of the, of the person, man or woman, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, do we have to have this part in the, it's not my party. And believe me, if it were my party, I don't, I don't want any dancing at my party. Mm. No, that's why I usually try to DJ at like weddings because hey. you get to stand behind the DJ booth and you don't have to dance. Yes, thank you, you very much. Now at my funeral, if you want to dance at my funeral, fine. If you start dancing at your funeral, then we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. If somebody somebody put somebody underneath me, of course I'm getting irritated. <laughs> so this is just this conversation is just kind of ridiculous in a sense. Yeah. But put somebody under me there and then when when everything starts moving along just make my knee move a little bit and tie strings like a a, a, a puppet yes a puppet, and then move me around <laughs> a little bit uh oh and don't forget the eyelids let them go up and down and open <laughs> talk about clearing a house man yep and a man survived 24 days of drifted sea by eating ketchup thank you now we know what to do with all those ketchups in our pantry and in our cars. And I didn't know ketchup had that much nutrients that you could survive on it. It's delicious. Mm. Hey, check out our website, faithdogatlanta.com. We've always got something going on. Is it time to take a break, Dan? I think it, it is. It, it's time already. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. From across the pond, one of our favorites there. He's author, speaker, Andy Bannister. He's got a new book coming out in July. July 4th. Imagine that. It's called Do Muslims and Christians Worship the Same God? Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. That was the last book, Rick, actually. The new book has got a totally different title, but that's not a problem. We can talk about (laughs) either of them. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. What is the new book? The new book is uh, How to Talk About Jesus Without Looking Like an Idiot. Um, oh, I, I I've got a new one coming after that, I think, called How to Present a Radio Show. But um, I'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but last, year, last year we did Do Muslims and Christians. Okay. And this year we have How to Talk About Jesus Without Looking Like an Idiot. Well, and you should well, say 4th of July. Yeah. Well, let's do that. We'll talk about that one. And by the we way, we can talk about any book you like. Okay. <laughs> when Andy's not uh, authoring or speaking, he's doing stand up. So uh, be sure yes. to check out because he's a very funny man. I tend to do sit down. I'm five foot seven. It looks, <laughs> it looks more Oh, <laughs> uh, it's good to have you. It's been a while, and I can't remember what we talked about when we talked to you before. I I asked Dan if we had seen you in person and sat down with you in person. And he says, no, we it's, did it. Yeah, it's always been on the phone. I think or, it's always uh, been on, on it. It must've been a while ago, Rick. Cause I'm sure the bit, your beard was half that length. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, yeah, uh, that's how you measure time these days. Beard length. I may have been a uh, clean shaven at that time. It's been so long. Well, I let's would have been a while ago. Yes. Well, let's catch up with you. You're, you're there in, uh, there in your, in your home. And we appreciate your time. Tell us about the new book. What's the title again? And what's it all about? Yeah, so the title uh, is, as I say, How to Talk About Jesus uh, Without Looking Like an Idiot, a panic-free guide to having natural conversations about your faith. And the big idea behind this is I you know, meet so many Christians in churches across the UK when I was in North America who would love, I think, to talk 
to their friends at work, at school, at home, at college, about their faith, but they're just nervous. They're afraid of what will happen. They're afraid of bad things happening. They're afraid of looking stupid. Uh, they're afraid of getting cancelled, fired, and all kinds of trouble. And uh, and so I regularly meet people, I think, who feel quite guilty about not talking about their faith more. And then I realize, notice there's all these great books on, on evangelism written, but often people don't read those because we tend to think, well, I'm not an evangelist. I'm a coward, so I'm not going to read those. <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to write a book for people like me who don't find it easy. I mean, yeah, I stand in front of crowds. That's easy to do. I, but I find the personal evangelism as hard as the next guy or girl. So I wanted to, I wanted to write the book that I wish someone had given to me like 20 years ago. Um, so that's what it's designed to do. If you are the kind of person listening to this who the prospect of evangelism does not immediately fill you with joy and excitement, but more the kind of, you know, the sort of goosebumps inside, this is the book for you, I hope. Now, this may be an easy question, but why Good. is it easy to stand in front of uh, thousands of people to talk about faith, but one-on-one we yeah. freeze up and we go, ah! Well, I think when you're doing stuff like in front of a crowd or, you know, you guys, you, you do it on the, on the radio, online and stuff. There's a couple of things. Firstly, the connection with people is a bit odd, right? If I stand, I mean, last night I did an evangelism event for a, for a church a couple of hours from here. We had 200 people out. I mean, it was, you know, it was a lively crowd. There were some, some tough questions. But at the end of the day, I'm going to walk away, probably never see those people again. So if I made a total doofus of myself, well, at least I never need to see that, that crowd's uh okay, I mean, hopefully god willing i didn't um but if you're talking to a friend to a neighbor to a colleague you know you want to see them each day each day i come at my house i see my next door neighbor and you know for my wife and i thinking well how do we build relationships with her how do we find ways to to bring conversations about faith into conversations with someone we see every day um who there's gonna be their ongoing relationship with family is another one i hear people say you know yeah. our relationships with our family can be complex if we've got you know, um, children or spouses or siblings or parents or whoever who aren't Christians, navigating those conversations can be tough. And then, of course, workplace is a whole other thing. I can stand on a stage. You can go on, you know, on your show and, and say things in a way that you can't do in a workplace setting if you're in a secular setting. Um, so how do we how do we do that? How do we have conversations in those contexts? That was what I wanted to address in the book and do it with the usual mix, like all my books have a mixture of kind of sort of humor and some sort of self-deprecating stuff, a bit of sort of, you know, sort of surreal British stuff there too. So hopefully it's a book that'll make you laugh and it's a book that will make you go, you know what? I could do this. God could actually even use me. Andy Bannister with us. Uh, The book is not out. You can pre-order it. I'm looking on Amazon, how to talk about Jesus without looking like an idiot, a panic-free guide to having natural conversations uh, about your faith. And Andy, honestly, not just because you're in front of me here, I'm really looking forward uh, to this book because I find that the old methods uh, of sharing sometimes can get clunky and I'm more relaxed in my own skin, although I've not seen any books about, you know, how to uh, share in my in my own skin. Uh, But I love I love what you've done. I think that most of us and maybe I maybe I'm just dreaming. I think most of us really do want to share our faith. We, it's just hard for us to put on Saul's sword and do it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And the reason we we went for the title we did in the end is we, you know, we danced around the publisher and I various titles and things, but actually, you know, just cut to the chase. The fear that most of us have is we're going to look like an idiot. 
which yeah. is going to go badly, badly wrong. Right. And uh, and I actually start the book, you know, in a quite a self-deprecating way. Really. I tell the story of when I was in the secular workplace. My first, before I was years ago, before I was in ministry, I worked for a hospital, local hospital, doing kind of medical conferences and uh, and all. And for the six years I was there, I never talked about my faith in fact i was very much an undercover christian which i've always thought would make a great title for a movie undercover christian yeah. you know, people sneaking around trying not to be outed that was me i said nothing i did nothing i i was involved actively involved in my local church but inside work i just said nothing but abject fear and it was only later as i look back and went okay what was i terrified of and that's the what in a sense i've written the book that i wish you know if time travel were possible i could get into the hands of a 23 year old me um and so i think a lot of us struggle with this and then of course the other thing that happens guys isn't it is i think i i think when you struggle a bit sharing your faith then you don't share your faith so naturally but then you know that you should and you feel guilty and the whole guilt cycle kicks in and that makes it even worse because you feel this terrible second-rate christian you think everybody else you know i look sit there and think well dan and rick are obviously leading all their next door neighbors to christ i mean you know they obviously (laughs) so good at it why am i struggling and it just gets worse (laughs) and so again this book tries to cut through all of that teach teach some very practical, natural tools. Really, not clever. There's no sort of four step methods in here or any of that nonsense. Right. Really, it's designed to help you learn just how to have more natural, more engaging, more chilled out conversations, beginning from where your friends are at. Mm-hmm. Um, that will just start spiritual conversations. You know, I don't guarantee you read the book and you'll be leading the neighbourhood to Christ, but I do hope <laughs> you'll read the book and you'll feel much more ready just to have conversations in a natural, engaging, winsome way, as you would equally if you were talking about the, you know, the sports, the, 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 the footy game, the, the, the soccer game you'd seen last night or the movie you'd watch. We talk about those things with no problems. Why do we yeah. find it hard to talk about the thing that matters the most to us? That's what this book is designed to help you do. Good. So you're saying, Andy, that having a British accent doesn't make everything easier in talking about it. Is that, is that right? Is that well, obviously, right? a British accent does does help, and I and I do realise <laughs> that you're feeling deeply inadequate. But that's a, I, you know, don't, don't worry. I mean, Rick's I beard yeah. is compensating, and your background <laughs> with the palm trees is compensating. So, um, yes, I do miss actually one of the things I love about living in North America uh, for six years, guys, is that yeah, my accent kind of opened open doors whereas over, yeah, here, my accent, my, over here it shuts doors actually People just <laughs> <what they do>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so andy i'm interested in, not only in, in the new book again which comes out july 4th mm. um but also uh, the the last book that you wrote do Muslims yes. and christians worship the same god what's the answer andy i, I need to know ah, <laughs> well yes there's a question well if i told you directly the publisher would be after me with a stick with a nail <laughs> so, um, very true and very true. um well i'm gonna be a, bit, a little bit cheeky and say the answer is well the first story actually when this book came out about 18 months ago or something like that i got attacked from on two sides on twitter I know you find the idea of people getting attacked on Twitter an astonishing prospect. Uh, right? That it's never happened. Rainbows and unicorns and kittens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, I got attacked from two groups of people. One group of people came after me saying, why, why are you writing a book with that title? It's obvious the answer is yes. Another group of people coming after me saying, why are you writing this book? The answer is obviously no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, right. here we go then. Um, the conclusion I guess I come to is that the answer is 85% no and 15% yes, depending on you're talking to because the problem i think with it dan is that it's one of those questions that is a little bit complex you know there are some questions that require more than just a, a soundbite answer and this is yeah. one of them you see if you ask the question does the quran the scripture of islam describe the same god as the god of the bible i am very confident in saying the answer is no 
It's a very, very different understanding of God, wildly different understanding of God. Um, Do you, though, however, meet individual Muslims sometimes who, as they describe to you the God that they are worshipping and the God they are they are seeking for? Does that actually sound more like the God of the Bible? I think the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I had a dear friend of mine. You may well have had him on the the show years ago, Nabil Qureshi. Right. right. uh, um, You know, seeking Allah, finding Jesus. Um, you know, many people listening to the show may have read that, uh, that that book, New York Times bestseller. Well, that was Nabil's story, right? He he desperately wants to know God more. Hmm. And then, you know, this amazing discovery that actually the God he was searching for, a God who is personal, a God who could be known, a God who could genuinely forgive him, a God who is love, actually turns out to be the God of the Quran, the God of the Bible, rather, as revealed in Jesus, not the God of the Quran. Hmm. And, um, and so that's why I, I sort of play it that way. So, yeah, the book really... You know, there's a deep dive into the into the God of the Quran and shows it's very different. And then I um I look in the book at four questions: Who is God? Who who are human beings? What's gone wrong with the world? And what's the solution? Uh, show how Islam and Christianity are very very different on all of their answers, but actually show people how when you explore those questions, actually it points so naturally to Jesus. Mm. And it's a great, hopefully, it's a helpful book for Christians wanting to talk to those in other faiths and hopefully it's a helpful book if you have muslim friends neighbors and colleagues uh to give them a, a copy of andy bannister author and uh, speaker you can uh, check out his stuff there at Andy bannister or andy bannister.net i just noticed let me pop this back up on my uh computer you, know, you can pre-order uh how to talk about jesus without looking like an idiot a panic-free guide to having natural conversations about your faith it comes out july the 4th uh, and uh, you can pre-order. I just noticed the foreword is by Lee Strobel, and he, Andy, is also one of our favorite guests. Oh, ever. fantastic. Lee was brilliant. Yeah, so kind of him. We reached out to him, and he was like, I did us the honor of writing the foreword, which is great, because if you like Lee Strobel and hate Andy Manister, buy the book anyway. You can get <laughs> Lee's foreword, and if you've read enough of Lee's stuff anyway, um, I think, you know... I mean, I mean, how many books has I've lost track now of what he's written? The Case for Everything, I think. Yes. Is, he has the case for everything. Yes. If you bought all of if all these books, you would actually need a case to put them all <laughs> into. Um, kind of thing. So no, that was fantastic. So grateful to Lee for doing the book. Yeah, um, yeah. Pre-order the book and uh, check out Andy's website. You can get so much stuff there. It's andybannister.net. Andy, you're a, just you're fun to be with, and we love yeah. your content. We love your books. We'd love to have you back. Blessings to you. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith on Live. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. There they are, up in North Mississippi and experiencing a little bit of ice and snow. And uh, we're so happy to have them on the show. We want to talk to them about a brand new book. It's Will and Courtney Kastner. Guys, how are you? We're great. Doing good. Thanks for You're having me. You're cold. Very cold. <laughs> yeah, we got the heat turned up, but uh, it's good to be with you guys this morning. Yeah, they're there in their office. And if you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you can see traffic there every now and then. It looks like uh, people are driving uh, okay, Uh, you know, a little uh, conservative. Now in Atlanta, it doesn't matter. Rain, snow, whatever, it's 90 miles plus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, let's talk about the book. Now, I want to read to you. Uh, Maybe you've read this before, but the the publisher sent me this. So I want to, here you go. You ready for this? This describes the book. 
bursting with beautiful illustrations, oh. toe-tapping rhymes, yes. and uplifting messages. Did you guys write that, or did the publisher write that? We did not write that, but it <laughs> makes me want to buy the book. That sounds really good. <laughs> I'm well, seeing the picture just on, on the website here. I mean, it does look like beautiful illustrations. I mean, lots of yeah. color and yeah. looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. there you go. The there book is, is our goal to be colorful. So the, the the book is actually called "When the World Wakes Up." And when I when I read a lot of of a publishers press releases, but this really stood out. The bursting and the uh, and uh, the toe tapping rhymes uh, let's talk to you about the book now you mentioned that your kids are there because they're out of out of school how old are your kids and did they have any influence on this book at all good question yes our kids are 5 7 and 9 so they definitely this was written for them yeah they were they were there the moment uh, inspiration struck uh, so i had taken Crew and Gray are two boys on a deer hunt one morning, and we were sitting in the deer stand watching the sunrise. And it was one of those moments where you're, you're kind of taking it all in, but you see it, you see them taking it all in. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I was just kind of blown away by the, the beauty of the morning, but watching them witness the world waking up. And so that was, they, they were there when, when the book uh, Inspiration began. Yeah. Now, uh, watching them because you get snow so infrequently in Mississippi, what was their reaction today when they got up and looked outside? Oh, they were just thrilled that there was no school. Right. So right, right. That was their first concern. <laughs> this morning was, do we have school? No. Okay. That's great. But they did. <laughs> the uh, trees look so cool, covered yep. in ice. So, yeah. yeah. They're still pretty fascinated by it all. Good awesome. stuff. Uh, we're talking to these guys about their brand new book. And in the book, uh, they talk about creating grateful children and talking about some hard stuff, but talking about it on your kid's level. What was the uh, what gave you the inspiration to put this book together? Is this something that you had been wanting to do? Uh, was it you went to bed one night, woke up the next morning and said, I think we should write a children's book? What how this all began? Well, like I said, you know, the, the moment that inspiration kind of kind of hit me was there with the boys watching the sunrise. And there was just just one little line I wrote down, just put it in my phone notes. Like, hey, this is pretty good. You know, like when the world wakes up and came home and Courtney and I were talking through it. And she said, you need to, you need to write this out like this could be this could be a good book. Mm -hmm. And the, the heart behind it, I think, is, you know, like as we get older, you see, you see your kids appreciate the little things and God at work. But I think as we get older, sometimes we kind of, we kind of fade out of that wonder. Mm. And so it, it is a kid's book, but almost in a lot of ways, like for me personally, it, it's a reminder, um, you know, not to lose just that enthrallment at, at God's goodness as he works every single day. Um, so, yeah. And and talk about the illustrations because you know it, we we kind of laugh and say it's bursting with color, but the illustrations really are beautiful in yeah. this. Let me show you some of them. That was something we were very particular about. Wow. We have our own small business, and it revolves around color. And yeah, as you can see from Courtney's earrings, that's pretty important around here. So are colorful. I like those. Yeah. That we wanted it to be full of color to match the things that we like and our brand, and so. We worked with an amazing artist to bring these 
uh, our ideas and our hopes to life as far as the illustrations. So, I mean, it, it really is packed with color. It's vibrant. Yes, <laughs> Will and Courtney, Will and Courtney uh, Kastner talking about their new book and Courtney, if you'll hold that up again, it really, really is outstanding. It kind of leaps at the page when the world wakes up there. A uh, good call. Isn't it interesting too, that when a book is on a shelf, uh, and it pops out like that, you're more willing to go and say, Hey, I got to check this out. So I yeah. think you guys, there's a lot of wisdom there, but it is beautiful. Is this an illustrator that you've known for a while? How did you enter or how did you interview an illustrator to get what you wanted? Because that's outstanding. Well, we worked with the publisher on that. They had a list of, um, agencies that they work with and we were able to kind of go through and weed out what we liked, what we didn't like. And like I said, we were a little particular, but I think it paid off because this is like exactly the vision that we had in mind. And it was just a joy to work with her and um, see her creativity come through in what we had written and what we wanted for the book. Now, did you guys kind of test it out on your kids first to see what they thought of the book before you kind of went mass publication? We actually didn't really say much to them about it. It's kind of like a, a, a big reveal mm-hmm. once the final product was in hand. And awesome. we, we videoed the, the first time we showed them the book and Sutton, our youngest, I don't know, it's one of those videos that, you know, you'll, you'll look back on when you're 95 and just cry because it, it, just, it was such a sweet moment uh, for them to see, you know, to hold in their hands the book and to kind of see all the work that we put into it and just soak it all in. So it was, it was fun to kind of hold back and then say, hey, hey check this out. Yeah, we the, wrote a book. they had the their names are on the dedication mm-hmm. page, obviously. So I think that was they thought that's, that's going to be in everybody's book. That's right. they, they thought that was just their book. So yeah. they were excited to see their names in the book, too. Well, that's well I'm glad they didn't go. Oh, oh, this is Will and Courtney Kastner, a uh, new book out. It's a children's book. Uh, it's uh, perfect for your, your child, your grandchild, niece, nephew, whatever. E- even adults, as, as Will said, about the gratefulness of God when the world wakes up. In fact, they talk about uh, the significance of starting each day, uh, being positive and uh, learning to thank God and uh, talking about hard stuff, teaching the Bible on your child's level. You know, that is hard, isn't it? Uh, I mean, my my boys are men now. I mean, they're they're much older, but I remember trying to explain some of the things in the Bible to them. And I'm like, uh, uh, go ask your mother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thanks. yeah. I, you know, part of the, the hope with the book is, you know, like there, there are difficult things to explain and understand, but to start with the reality that God is present, that God is with us and he's knowable. I think for kids to grasp, like, who is God really? A, a big fact that uh, just holds such an important part of our hearts is that God is here and he's with us and he's working alongside of us. He invites us to sing along uh, to his tune even as creation does. I think, I think kids really get a hold of that as a practical truth that they can then apply to the harder principles as they, as they get older and grow into that deeper understanding. Well, now that this book is out, not that you can't just stop and take a breath for a second, but what's, what's next for you guys? Are you working on other books or is it all about the business? What do, what are you guys working on now? 
Both, mm, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, in our business, we sell scripture cards and a lot of faith-based products. We also rebind Bibles for people and oh, cool. do that with leather. And that's a whole huge part of our business. But yeah. we're also in the, in, the, in the works. Yeah, in the process of writing a book for adults. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've got a lot going on. Yeah, it's, it's a busy time. Any, can you give us any clue about what the book is about for adults? So the next book is, uh, it'll be a devotion uh, type book, like daily devotional for adults. I don't know how much we can say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and for adults like me, put illustrations like that in it because I love the color. Oh, it, it will also be bursting with color. Yeah. Good. <laughs> love that. Hey, we'd love to talk to you guys when you have it all together. Absolutely. Or even in the beginning and just kind of, uh, you know, promote it. And uh, what's the name of your business so folks can 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 follow you there as well? It's called Crew and Co. So C R E W and Co. And so we're on Instagram, Facebook. Our website's crewandco.com. So you can find us any of those places. Yeah, Courtney's on. Uh, she's got a TikTok now. <laughs> you know, trying to stay in touch with the with the younger, younger audience. Yeah. So with your kids, you gotta you gotta do the TikTok. Yeah, we don't do all the dancing stuff. Right? Okay, no, <laughs> it's amazing how that's blown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, even an old guy my, like me gets caught up in going through a, a couple of two or three or ten videos and yeah, yeah, two or three. It's yeah, yeah. Much more. I mean, it's better than television, really. Right, right. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Will and Courtney Kastner uh, pick up the book. It actually comes out the 14th, right, of February. So right. it's not quite out yet. But I'm sure you can pre-order. But we definitely want you to go to their website, whentheworldwakesup.com. And uh, it's going to be a great book. Hey, guys, seriously, we'd like to talk to you again. Uh, catch up on, you know, the book after it's out, how it's been going, what the response has been. And then uh, closer to the time when your new book gets kind of formulated, uh, we'd love to talk to you about that devotional as well. Absolutely. We'll come back. Thanks awesome. so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.